We'll be reading from Isaiah chapter 37 as we have begun considering this portion. Um, in last Lord's Day, we, we will continue in chapter 37. We'll read verses 1 through 22, the first portion of first phrase of verse 22. It, it is very proper for a day like this that we come together with the concern of our, to pray for our nation and, and even for the whole world. So in Isaiah 37, beginning in verse 1, And it came to pass, when King Hezekiah heard it, that he rent his clothes and covered himself with sackcloth and went into the house of the Lord. And he sent Eliakim, who was over the household, and Shebna the scribe, and the elders of the priests, covered with sackcloth, unto Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos. And they said unto him, Thus saith Hezekiah, This day is a day of trouble, and of rebuke, and of blasphemy. For the children are come to the birth, and there is not strength to bring forth it may be that the Lord thy God will hear the words of Rabshakeh, whom the king of Assyria, his master, hath sent to reproach the living God, and will reprove the words which the Lord thy God hath heard. Wherefore, lift up thy prayer for the remnant that is left. So the servants of King Hezekiah came to Isaiah, and Isaiah said unto them, Thus shall ye say unto your master, Thus saith the Lord, Be not afraid of the words that thou hast heard, wherewith the servants of the king of Assyria have blasphemed me. Behold, I will send a blast, or a spirit, a wind, upon him. And he shall hear a rumor, and return to his own land. And I will cause him to fall by the sword in his own land. So Rabshakeh returned. And found the king of Assyria warring against Libna, for he had heard that he was departed from Lachish. And he heard say concerning Tirhaka, king of Ethiopia, He has come forth to make war with thee. And when he heard it, he sent messengers to Hezekiah, saying, Thus shall ye speak to Hezekiah, king of Judah, saying, Let not thy God in whom thou trustest deceive thee saying, Jerusalem shall not be given unto the hand of the king of Assyria. Behold, thou hast heard what the kings of Assyria have done to all lands by destroying them utterly, and shalt thou be delivered? Have the gods of the nations delivered them which my fathers have destroyed, as Gozan and Haran and Rezeph and the children of Eden, which were in Telassar? Where is the king of Hamath and the king of Arphad? And the king of the city of Shepharvaim, Hena, and Iva. And Hezekiah received the letter from the hand of the messengers and read it. And Hezekiah went up unto the house of the Lord and spread it before the Lord. And Hezekiah prayed unto the Lord, saying, O Lord of hosts, God of Israel, that dwelleth between the cherubim, Thou art the God, even Thou alone, of all the kingdoms of the earth. Thou hast made heaven and earth. Incline Thine ear, O Lord, and hear. Open Thine eyes, O Lord, and see. 
And hear all the words of Sennacherib, which hath sent to reproach the living God. Of a truth, Lord, the kings of Assyria have laid waste all the nations and their countries, and have cast their gods into the fire. For they were no gods, but the work of men's hands, wood and stone. Therefore they have destroyed them. Now therefore, O Lord, our God, save us from his hand, that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that thou art the Lord, even thou only. Then Isaiah, the son of Amos, sent unto Hezekiah, saying, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Whereas thou hast prayed to me against Sennacherib, king of Assyria, this is the word which the Lord hath spoken concerning him. And thus far this evening, may the Lord bless the reading and the further preaching. We return our attention to the 37th chapter of Isaiah. And as we hope to consider pretty much the whole context of what we have read and what we've been seeing also from from Sunday, having read chapters 36, where Rabshakeh came and and challenged the king. We we will be focusing on on really the message that we read in verse 4 and also verse 15, the the reality of prayer. In verse 4, we have the little phrase that Hezekiah sending his noblemen to Isaiah, they said this to Isaiah, Wherefore, lift up thy prayer. Hezekiah was asking the prophet to pray. But that doesn't mean that he didn't pray. Um, In verse 1, it said that after he tore his clothes and put on sackcloth, he went into the house of the Lord. And that was, of course, to be in the presence of God and to pray. And later, when he does that again, because a further message comes, as as we will see in the context, in verse um, 15, it says, And Hezekiah prayed unto the Lord. He tells a prophet to pray, and he prays. And this is what we're here to do. As, as really in every prayer service, we are here to lift up our prayers. When one of us are not able to come to pray, we can be encouraged and we can even tell a fellow brother or sister in Christ, you'll make it to the prayer meeting, we'll lift up your prayers. And then those who are able to come, they're the ones who will pray. And, and before you say, well, yes, that, that was the temple, and today it really doesn't matter. We can be in our homes and pray. And that is absolutely true, and that is a great blessing. And even in those days, you could be in, in your home and pray. And that's why Daniel prayed at least toward the temple, if he couldn't be at the temple. But we're reminded, beloved, that even though each believer individually is the temple of God, when we meet together, we are together the church of Christ. The church is the temple. Coming to a prayer meeting like today is in a sense the closest thing to what Hezekiah did that day of going to the temple. He tells the prophet to pray and he goes and he prays. Well, why do we pray? Our world is in great need of prayer. 
And, and I, I will not spend but four phrases. You read the news, and from time to time there are messages that line them up. When I have sat in sermons that do line up the situation of the world, it does trouble my heart and help me realize how important the message is. But all I'll say is this, that the needs are so many. There are global tensions. There are political turmoils in our country. And there's an epic rise of immorality. Some of the kinds of immorality are worse than has ever been recorded in history. I believe I can safely say this. Violence and godlessness. And our world is much today as Hezekiah's world in his day. He too knew a world with global tensions. It was right at his door. He knew political turmoil. And there was an epic rise of immorality. He had spent the first few years of his ministry destroying all of the great immorality that was in the land. They were offering babies as sacrifices in certain places. And it was his own son that went back to that practice because it was so grounded in the hearts of many people. The worship of Moloch. Many people have made a parallel between that child sacrifice um, religion with with today's um, abortion um, religion, which is in essence, child sacrifice to the, to the gods of people's choice. And this is why this passage comes to help us. Because what Hezekiah did in his day is what we have to do in ours. It's, it's exactly what we have to do. The challenge that was before him are the challenges that are before us. Now, let, let us look at the world of Hezekiah to help us in our world today. Um, he had been presented with that great challenge through that messenger of King Sennacherib. His name was Rabshakeh. And remember, the great challenge was, and this, this was the world power challenging little Judah. It was almost the left, the last kingdom left to be taken by, by Sennacherib. He was fighting others. We, we see even in this text some that were still challenging him from further away. Um, but little Judah was closer away. Um, we, we read of Ethiopia. Why would Ethiopia be what, much of a threat? Judah was even closer. And, and this is what Reb Shekha was saying. Give up, Hezekiah, and we will let you live. We will have to take you in exile, but at least you'll live. You'll get to keep your families. You'll get to keep some of your goods. Some of you will immediately start appreciating your own vineyards, your own figs. Or be destroyed. If you don't surrender, you will be destroyed. So the challenges came through Rabshakeh. We read Sunday about what happened, and, and we, we saw how he tried to dishearten also the people, speaking in Hebrew so that the people on the walls would hear. And if, Reb, if Hezekiah would not be convinced, maybe the people would, and they would put in civil pressure for this king to give up. And then you'll remember that after all his proud boasting, 
After asserting that Jerusalem's end was near if they didn't surrender, after affirming Assyria's power and dominance and control and ability, and remember, he had blasphemed God. He had dared compare Jehovah with the other gods of the other nations that they had destroyed. What happened? The the king of Ethiopia presented a pressure in another in another boundary and Rebshekah heard that message that would have been the rumor that he heard God sent to him this, this, this blast this spirit would be simply the thought that oh I should go and he went and he left all that boasting and, and you can imagine, this is what's happening, boys and girls. Think of those who were standing on the wall and heard everything. All of a sudden, you see that, that, that multitude of, of arsenal of people, that host, that, that magnificent army. They're all going now in the northward direction. They're leaving. And, and, and you're sensing that the tension is lightening up. It's, it's in the air. Everyone is talking about it. You see the smiles of everybody upon the walls, and then they talk to the people down, and they're kind of wondering what's happening, and before too long, the news goes everywhere. They left. They disbanded. And, and notice um, Hezekiah's context in, to, to get to what we are right now seeing. He must have had the greatest sigh of relief of his life. He comes back from hearing Isaiah's message, and we don't know how long, maybe it's just a few days, and he's seeing the troops go, and he's thinking, God answered prayer. And for however long he was full of joy, it was certainly strengthening him and reinvigorating his faith. And he was being blessed until these messengers come from King Sennacherib. And now put yourself in Hezekiah's um, sandals and think of the great challenges that he's facing. He's human. He just saw the answer to prayer, but now comes an emissary of that same nation. And when he reads the letter, as as we have read, his heart must have melted. And there could have been temptations to think God did not come through. He did not care. I don't think that in the heart of this king, he, he could think God was not powerful to do it. In his humility and his understanding, it could be very well him thinking, God will discipline us now. The prophets had warned that that would come. But you can see how now this king is put into that position again. Will I trust God or will I trust man? Remember we saw that Hezekiah had faltered earlier. Um, years before, with the tensions of Sennacherib, uh, of of, of Assyria rising, he had given tribute. He had given gold and silver because he was scared and he trusted man more than God. And for that, he was um, rebuked. And now you can imagine, I mean, if, if he fell in that temptation before, what would be the temptation now? And this is why this passage is so precious. 
because he continues to do what he began to do. And we will see this in one of our principles of prayer. And this is where we hope to continue. continue. As we have this context in our mind, we will look at principles of prayer very briefly, just numbering several of them as we see, as we learn from Hezekiah's prayer, what should be in our prayer. And then secondly, the wonder of prayer this passage comes um, single-handedly showing if you ever have someone who says you're going to pray well, in, in light of this nation that is threatening to invade us you're going to pray what will prayer do? Um, and in light of this horrible political scenario and, and how the, the, the liberals are desiring to take over in so many ways you're going to pray? You know, the world scorns the church. And sometimes even people who say they're believers, they think that prayer is just a nice thing to do, but they don't think of it as the thing to do. And so we will see the wonder of prayer. And thirdly, the God who answers prayer. Because at the end of the day, it is not even our prayer that matters. It is the God we're praying to. And this is why we can be encouraged if our prayer has many defects in them, if they're going in the direction of God with some biblical essentials, then you have the same God on your side against the Senecaribs of this world. And so let us look at some of the principles of prayer. We'll, we'll see five of them. And the first one, the first thing... Boys and girls, what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you see this king, Hezekiah, with with all of this that has happened? He just finished breathing fresh air, and then he starts seeing those emissaries. He's, He's wondering, what is it now? He begins to read, and the letter says this, Behold, thou hast heard what the kings of Assyria have done to all the lands by destroying them utterly, and shalt thou be delivered? And then you're thinking, this is exactly the same thing. He's accusing me again. And in verse 10, Thus shall ye speak to Hezekiah, king of Judah, saying, Let not thy God in whom thou trustest deceive thee, saying, Jerusalem shall not be given into the hand of the king of Assyria. One thing to note. Remember when we were looking at Rabshakeh, we were seeing the failures that he had and that the greatest failure of all was that he blasphemed God, that he dared compare the God of the nations with Jehovah. Now, this message that is coming through Rabshakeh, uh, through, through Sennacherib, is going deeper into sin, into blasphemy. It is a deeper kind of blasphemy. Because notice what he does. Um, when, when Rabshakeh was talking to Hezekiah, he even said, don't let Hezekiah deceive you all to believe in God. Hezekiah was the one being accused of being a possible deceiver. But now Sennacherib says, let not thy God in whom thou trusted deceive thee, saying Jerusalem shall not be given into the hand of the king of Assyria. This is a greater blasphemy. This king is calling Jehovah the deceiver who would, through his oracles, and of course he's thinking like this, maybe Isaiah their prophet will say things that Jehovah said, and so don't let that God through Isaiah deceive you. He's calling God deceptive. So he's going even deeper 
into sin. And what seems to have happened is that Hezekiah now went deeper into humility. And that's the first principle, humility. And beloved, that's, that should be the posture that you and I come to prayer all the time. Hezekiah is such an example to us. He, he was a king. So he knew how to wear royal apparel and how to have a crown and how to look presentable. But when, when he heard Rabshakeh, we read in verse 1 that he rent his clothes and covered himself with sackcloth. And we understand that was a lot of the culture of the day when they wanted to show a sorrow of heart. But you, the same way it would fight against today's mindset of looking like you're raggedy and looking like you're very lowly, of course in their hearts they dealt with that reality as well. And, but he did it. He covered himself with sackcloth and went into the house of the Lord. That was his humility. And, and now he receives this letter. And we read in verse 14, Hezekiah received the letter from the hand of the messengers and read it and went. And Hezekiah went unto the house of the Lord and spread it before the Lord. And then we hear his prayer. The, the, one of the main words that comes to our mind is his, his humility. And in and, and this way too. There, there are two prayers that have come to our knowledge from archaeology, from, from kings of the pagan worlds, when they were in such straits in battle, and they went to their gods in prayer. One of them is the king of Egypt, Sethos, when he was fighting against the Assyrians. And another one is Ashurbanipal. I'm sure you've, you've heard that name of that king before the Elamites. And in those prayers, there's something very critically different from this prayer. Of course, they were going to the wrong gods anyway. But when they go to their false gods, their main plea is their righteousness and their worthiness. And they're in essence saying, listen, my God, I've served you so much and I am so good. Will you come to our aid? It's interesting to see that even in the secular mind, there would be this sense of need that you go to a God, but then you say the wrong things because you're really so proud. But Hezekiah, if you read his prayer, he says nothing about him. He says nothing about his worthiness. There's not a word that, Lord, we deserve. We are thy people. He, he could have said even legitimate things. This, when I read this in one of the commentaries, it made me think of the, of, of the prayers of, of um, other prayers in the Bible. I'll remember his name soon. Um, and I remember that he did pray um, asking based upon things that, that he had done and his goodness. Um, I need to remember his name. Nehemiah, Nehemiah. When, when Nehemiah has his prayers, he does pray, Lord, remember, remember what I've been doing. Remember um, um, my, my obedience. And the, the, we can't use that to accuse Nehemiah of his pride. We, we need to say that that is an argument that can be used. And if you use it in humility and in sincerity, it's before you and the Lord. And you're saying, Lord, please, um, look, I have done as you have asked. So there are prayers like that, but Hezekiah is here with a plight that will involve none of that. 
And what he does is the very opposite. He does the very contrary that Sennacherib and Rebshekah did. They despised Jehovah. So what will he do? He will honor Jehovah. At the very beginning, he says um, in verse 16, O Lord of hosts, God of Israel, that dwelleth between the cherubim. He's already setting God on His throne in heaven with His footstool here on earth. Thou art the God, even Thou alone, of all the kingdoms. So He's saying, God, Thou art the King of the kings of the earth. Thou hast made heaven and earth. So He he invokes God and calls Him King and calls Him Creator. And He gives Him the glory that Sennacherib and Rebshekah didn't give. And, and the encouraging thing, beloved, that we can think of here is this. Here's a formidable army coming in his direction. And they have their power. They have their ammunition. They have their troops. They have their glory. They have all their greatness. Hezekiah is a king of a very small people. But he worships a great God. And what we learn here, beloved, is that if you in your humility run to go worship the Lord, immediately you have something that all the great powers and wealthy people and influential people of this world who trust their power and who trust their influence and who trust their money don't have. You are greater at that point than any of those great ones of this world because of the great God that you serve. You give Him worship while these peoples who are trusting their power, their wealth, and their, their, their influence, they trust those things. So as powerful as they may look in the world, they're actually lower. They are weaker. They are less. And you're worshiping a God who is great and glorious. This is, this is what we have here. In the humility of Hezekiah, he has ascended with greater greatness than all that is affronting him. And then from humility, we, we can go to acknowledgement or dependence. His, his humility gave him a great sense of dependence. Um, Think, think even in our own reality, beloved. You know, when, if we hear of a nation that is coming to surround us, of, of course we're going to take to the armaments and we're going to take to the military. But, but in, in whose heart will it be really this sense? And as much as we're going to use all of this, we're, we need God's blessing because we ultimately depend upon Him. And or else we will lose this battle. He had this certain acknowledgement and this complete dependence. Because see, what he did, it's true, he had done other things before. If you read in Chronicles and Kings, he, he had repaired the breaches. He, he has his army up in the walls and he, he's done some of that. But he understands that there's no military force that will ever beat Assyria. So he goes to God. He depends on God.
And the blessing here, everything indicates, we, we can understand that certainly it was possible there were those who would be contrary to this, but we don't hear any of their voices. The, the emphasis we have is that Isaiah's on his side, his nobles are on his sides, the people are kind of quiet, they're, they're not bringing a big turmoil, they seem to be on his side. At least the sense you'd have is that the majority are. And even if there would be the naysayers, they're, they're not the voice to be heard right now. And so there's a sense of dependence, humility, dependence. And then this brings, along with it, sincerity. <clears throat> you read this prayer and, and you also have this one word. This is one sincere man. He means it. He really believes God is the king of all people because, see, this would be the moment that he could flee to a human king, but he goes to the divine one. This could be the moment that instead of going to the temple to pray, he could go to the temple for the coffers, the gold and the silver that might have still been there. But no, he goes to God because he's sincere. What he's saying, he really means it. Humility. Dependence, sincerity, and we could add a fourth, perseverance. Because again, put already what I brought in the introduction for this point. Um, He's human. He has trusted men before. He had God answer prayer, but now an army comes again with this message. And he knows what this means is there will be a whole gigantic army in no time again at his door around the walls. And he could be tempted to think, I prayed before, it didn't work, now I will do plan B. But he doesn't. And so, boys and girls, notice this is very important. We, we read 36 and 37, and some of you who maybe haven't read recently forgot that there's this one detail. It, it all goes back again. Reb Shekha doesn't return to the same way, but Sennacherib sends this message and, and there will be this threat all over again. And some critics look at this and they say, really it was just one event, and but the way they, they, they write it down, it makes it sound like they're two things. No, you read this account in Chronicles, you read this account in Kings, and it's this double reality to it. And, and it's showing this thing. What will Hezekiah do? He goes to God. Oh, what will he do now? Because isn't it what you hear? You hear people say, well, we tried this. Now it's time to try this. And usually they're quicker to do that when it involves religion. You know, we've tried a prayer meeting. God's not really answering. Let's try something else. You know, we prayed for this person and he's not converting. Maybe we should try something else. And God is teaching us here, don't. Don't try anything else. Do what Hezekiah did. He went and prayed again. He went to the same place, the house of the Lord, and he did the same thing. He opened before the Lord what was happening. He, right here, we don't hear him going to Isaiah, but we will see Isaiah coming to him. Um, he, he has in his heart all the godly people. Right now, it's time to pray. Perseverance. And beloved, those are what we should have. Humility dependence, sincerity, perseverance. And fifth, and maybe um, this is undergirding all of this, it is faith. This is 
where the humility came from. It's where the dependence came from, the sincerity, the perseverance. It's because this man had faith. Now, let, be encouraged. Let's bring a principle that we've been learning. Remember, our PM service last Sunday it was very harmonious with the morning service in that there was prayer as well. In the morning's message, it was here. It was it's like civil prayer in behalf of a whole um, people and a whole city, Jerusalem. But in Acts 13, 12, we were seeing how Peter was in jail and the whole church there in Jerusalem were praying. So one is prayer for a whole nation. One is prayer for one man. And remember that in that event, when Peter goes to the house where they were praying and he knocks at the door, the little girl Rhoda, who, who hears his voice, believes it's him, but when she tells all the people, they doubt. So they were literally praying for David, for, for Peter to be released, but their faith was not so great to think that he could actually be at the door. Because think of it, if you're praying for him to be released and you receive the message that he's there, you should think God answered. But no, they, they were thinking it can't be him. Their faith wasn't that strong. And yet it was strong enough to deliver Peter. And we could think the same about Hezekiah. He'd be the last one to say that he was a perfect king. And, and it's not too long. In chapter 38, we will see him sick. And there will be this sense of discontentment in, in, in Hezekiah. But he will pray. God will be merciful to him. But then chapter 39 is that moment where Hezekiah is proud. And he wants to boast of all his treasures to the emissaries of Babylon. And remember, Isaiah comes right after that and, and tells him that with his pride, he needs to understand that all that gold will one day be taken captive. And so this man was not perfect. His faith was not perfectly great. But God answered. And so faith is, of course, a posture of prayer, a principle in prayer. But we're so encouraged to know that even little prayer, God answers not little prayer, I mean little faith. Even little faith, God can answer. And, and this leads us to our second point, that the wonders of prayer. I just want to bring to this, to this um, point just the, the reality for us to bask for a minute or so on what happened with, with the prayer of Hezekiah being answered. Isaiah comes and says in verse 21, The Lord God of Israel, whereas thou hast prayed to me, against Sennacherib, king of Assyria. This is the word which the Lord has spoken concerning him. Now, I'll leave this to be read this coming Lord's Day. We'll look at the next portion. But in, in summary, God is saying, I heard your prayer, and I will deliver. And so this means that little children were kept alive. Husbands and wives were kept united. Um, families remained in their homes the king prospered. The noblemen kept ruling. Isaiah kept ministering. Judah remained at, liber, lib, at liberty. Albeit smaller, it was still free. Because some of the cities had been taken surrounding Jerusalem. And it was kept free as an emblem. That even if you're small and you have little faith, but you trust a great God, He will bless you. He will be with you. And in this message, really, the, the whole secret was prayer. 
And God works in ways. This is also part of the wonders of prayer. Notice how God works in ways that leaves it completely established that the matter was completely divine. Rabshakeh left and no arrow was flung in his direction. No, no committee was sent forth to scout the land. There maybe were battle plans, but none of them had to be enacted. And what we're going to see in the, in the answer that follows is this time it won't be just a rumor. And it will be a blast in the sense of a great plague that will come upon them all through an angel. And hundreds and thousands of them will be destroyed. Again, no sword unsheathed, no arrow sent in their direction. And the only answer is God did it. And that's what's precious about prayer. That's why God wants us to pray. Because when we pray and God answers, He really gets the glory. Because He did it. We couldn't have done it. We just asked, Lord, please do it. And then thirdly and lastly, the God who answers prayer. And in here, just for us to focus, we're talking about prayer and the temptation then is to think that we should be um, very powerful in prayer, that a lot has to do with us praying and making sure we pray. And see, as, as much as that is important, this is the message that we do pray, that we do not become slack in praying, that we would be encouraged to pray at, at every event that we can and at home and together as families. Let us be prayer-making people. But the great encouragement is that God is the one who matters. Prayer is a lot like faith. It is just an instrument. It is not faith in the Lord Jesus who saves us. It is the Lord Jesus who saves us. And faith is is like a connection to Him. One um, commentator put it like this, where this, this faith could be like as thin as, as a, a, a spider's web. But if it connects you to Jesus, see, if, if, if it is connecting you to Jesus, then you have a Savior. And prayer is exactly the same principle. That, that's why it can be a very, very um, um, faith, little faith prayer and it will still be answered because it's connecting you to a powerful God, the very God that Hezekiah began by, by worshiping, who, who is the God who made heaven and earth and who is the king of every king. And so when we pray in his direction, if, if your heart feels cold and if you feel my faith is not so great and if your prayer doesn't sound so powerful, don't worry because it has nothing to do with your prayer it has all to do with your God. And even the theology that God sent Jesus and Jesus lived his ministry and then died on the cross and then as a priest ascended to heaven and he is there in heaven ever living, making intercession for us. And his intercession has this. He presents his own prayers, but he presents yours as well. So when we pray in the name of Jesus, trusting in Him, our very words are in the very hearing of God in heaven. In Revelation, they are typified there as the incense that is being held and used there in heaven. And God hears our prayers. 
And this is what we're hoping to do in a few minutes. We, we will have a few of our elders coming and bringing the greatest plights in regards of our need as a nation, our military, our whole world. And beloved, as we pray in our very seats, let us have this Hezekiah-like faith, even though it was trembling. Think of the faith of the people in that church, um, in, in that house of, of John Mark, where they, they didn't have strong faith, but they were praying. And this is what we're here to do. And, and as we are in every prayer service, beloved, let us always come with this sense of dependence, with this humility, with this sincerity, and with this faith, and pray and offer our prayers to this mighty God who can bring a revival, who can change the course of our country, and who can save millions and millions of people. Well, let us pray. Our gracious and heavenly Father, we... Thank Thee, Lord, for having spared Jerusalem that day. And for the second time, which would have brought certainly a lot of fear to Hezekiah, and wondering if now they were ripe for judgment. Is this what it means? And Lord, we plead with Thee, give us the same kind of faith, Lord, and and dependence, and acknowledging, Lord, that we need Thee. Lord, the needs are so many in our nation and in the, in the world. And Lord, there are places in the world that their needs are greater than other places. And we bring them all before Thee, Lord. We want to see ourselves as Hezekiahs who are spreading it before the Lord. Hear, Lord, our prayers. We ask in Jesus' holy name and for Thine honor and glory. Amen. <clears throat> Let us pray for our nation. Dear Lord, our God, who answers prayer, Lord, we pray for our nation as has become exceedingly sinful. Lord, every day the headlines speak of murders, corruption in many places, and immoral acts never heard of before. Lord, we have a president that promotes abortion and other immortal acts such as gay marriage and transgenderism. Also, Lord, today we hear of wars and rumors of war again with increased threats of mass destruction. We have rampant inflation that increases cost of living and eats into retirement accounts. We are afflicted with new life-threatening diseases, perhaps developed in a lab for use in germ warfare. Our young people are using drugs as never before. Oh Lord, how long? We know this is all a result of our forsaking Thee as a country. But Lord, We beg that thou would have mercy on us yet as a country and keep us from going our own way any further. Turn us and we shall be turned, Lord. Turn us as a nation from sin to serve thee, the living God. We pray that our young people would turn from drugs 
and turn to serving thee. O Lord, turn our president from his sinful leadership in executive orders. We pray that thou would direct his responses according to the principles of thy word in handling domestic and international situations. Lord, we pray that our Congress would use thy word as a guide in drafting bills. We pray that thou will protect our nation from invasion and bombings. We pray that thou would stabilize our economy and stop inflation. Lord, that thou would put an end to COVID. We thank thee that it has already been attenuated in number of cases and severity. Lord, we pray that our young people would turn away from the short-lived pleasure of using drugs and finding the eternal pleasure, Lord, of serving and praising thee. We pray that thou would be with our farmers and provide the necessary rain and sunshine for a plentiful harvest. We pray that thou will be with our pastors and lead them by thy Holy Spirit, for by thy grace a plentiful spiritual harvest would be obtained. Lord, we pray also that thou will bless the prayers that will follow now. And we ask these blessings with the forgiveness of our many sins and shortcomings. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. We'll focus on um, safety and peace. Our Father, which art in heaven, we come before thee. We thank thee that thou, who art Lord of lords and King of kings, does tell us to approach unto thee as our Father in heaven. What an amazing privilege and title and encouragement that thou hast given us. Lord, for on our own, we would never take that name on our lips. But when I disciples have asked thee how to pray, thou hast said, Say, my Father, which art in heaven. And therefore we run into thy arms and we seek refuge before thee and Lord we thank thee for the comfort that it does give that we know that we are not our own but we belong to our faithful father in heaven and not a hair can fall from our head without thy will and we would acknowledge thee in this evening and we would be like Hezekiah that would bring all our concerns before thee as our Father. And we pray then for wisdom, we pray for that faith of Hezekiah that did not um, succumb to the threats, but did 
run into thee. And Lord, we are called to pray for the peace of Jerusalem and safety, Lord. We then come before thee, Lord, and we think about the threats, Lord, to us. There are many that surround us as Sennacherib. Lord, we have threats on all sides. Lord, we have nations that are more and more getting ready to surround us, Lord, as a, as a nation and as a church, Lord, that and the people that would live in this nation and worship thee, we pray for thy safety, Lord. Lord, we have Russia in today accusing us of being behind the drone attacks on their president and saying that it is U.S. that have, have done this. Lord, we have China that's ready to invade Taiwan. And this laugh at us as if we were going to stop them. Lord, we have multiple other nations that are ready to make military advances when we were sleeping here, Lord, and our woke practices, what we think is woke. Oh, Lord, wake us up before it is too late. Have mercy upon us. May thy grace shine. And we remember us, Lord, once again. Lord, awake before it is too late for us as a nation. Lord, we, besides foreign threats, Lord, we have domestic threats, we have evil residing in our country, we have hatred, we have violence. Lord, we have sicknesses, epidemics. Lord, we have disaster, we have fires, accidents, so many things we need to be protected from. And we would... Lord, seek thee as we have read in Isaiah, as Hezekiah did pray unto the Lord, saying, O Lord of hosts, God of Israel, that dwellest between the cherubims, thou art God, even thou alone, and all the kingdoms of the earth thou hast made, heaven and earth. Incline thine ear, O Lord, and hear. And Lord, we pray not open thine eyes, but open our eyes, Lord, that we might see and we might turn back unto thee as a nation. Lord, we confess our sins unto thee, these things that do threaten us, Lord, are, are doing. Lord, we have left the God of our fathers. And Lord, we would acknowledge Thee and acknowledge our sins and pray for Thy mercy and Thy grace once again. Lord, we would give Thee thanks, though, for the peace that Thou hast given, Lord, and Thou art given. In the midst of wrath, thou art merciful. And we could be here this night and we could 
lay our needs before thee in peace. There's no one stopping us. Lord, we can meet in health. Lord, we think of other nations throughout this world that if they were to gather for an event like this, the policemen would come to stop the event and disperse us. But yet in this country, we have policemen protecting our freedom of worship and even do sit outside of our buildings sometime to make sure that we can worship in peace. Lord, may we stop and acknowledge thee and for thy goodness yet. Lord, open our eyes that we might see thy grace. And Lord, we are thank thee for all those that do put their life on the line every day for our protection and we lay them especially before thee in prayer in this day. Lord, we have talked about nations ready to destroy us and thou hast given us men and women, young men and young women as well to serve in the military. We thank thee for their willingness and for people that will do this for our protection. And Lord, we pray for their protection that thou might uh, be with them each day. Lord, there are thousands upon thousands, Lord, in many branches of the military and Lord, there's the Army and the Navy and the Air Force, Space Force, Lord, the CIA, the FBI, so many agencies, all, Lord, looking after our safety. And we thank Thee for all those that put their lives in harm's way um, for us. And we do pray that um, Thou might be with them day by day. Give them safety, give them wisdom. Above all, Lord, we pray for humility as we have heard this night as Sennacherib did lay the letter before thee. Lord, give faith above all. Give perseverance, give sincerity. Lord, in we pray for our president as well as commander-in-chief of our armed forces. Lord, give him wisdom. Give trust and understanding and, and between, Lord, the armed forces and the commander-in-chief. Lord, that there might be um, united faith and trust in thee. Lord, we pray, Lord, for godly leaders and a godly commander as Israel did have in Hezekiah. Lord, when the people stood on a wall speechless, Lord, he took that letter before thee, and we pray that thou might give our president to do the same. Lord, that he may acknowledge thee and be humble and not trust in self but trust in thee and we pray that for each of those that do look over us Lord we thank thee also for those domestic 
agencies that do look for our safety. Lord, we have said there's hate and violence all around us. We thank thee for our police force that do set their lives in danger each day, especially in these times, Lord, when there's disrespect for them and hatred and violence. Lord, we thank thee for these men and women that do get in uniform each day and ununiformed and do protect us. Lord, we pray for their protection. Pray that they might uphold them, that they might prosper, that there might be peace, that evil might be um, subdued or held down. Lord, we see all these things are a result of our fall. What sin has done in this world, Lord, to thy beautiful creation. Thou has made all things in peace and harmony, and it was good. And, Lord, we acknowledge what we have done in destroying that peace and that perfect creation. And yet, Lord, thou dost give, thou dost see to it that we do not destroy ourselves yet. And we thank thee for this, and we thank thee for those that do watch over us. Lord, also, Lord, we need health and strength, and we have seen what an epidemic can do. And, Lord, we pray for safety. And there's so many ways of sicknesses, and we thank Thee, Lord, for those that look after us, our health. We pray for our EMTs and our doctors and our nurses and all those that do um, care for, for people, Lord, give caring and loving hearts, give wisdom. And we pray the same thing, that each one, my daily Lord, lay their needs and their before thee for wisdom and for guidance and for thy mercy. Lord, be with each. And Lord, also, there are disasters, Lord, we, there's fires and accidents, Lord, we pray for our firefighters, Lord, that do run into burning houses and pull people out of cars and put their lives in, in danger, Lord. Um, Lord thou, we thank thee for them, and we pray that thou might watch them day by day. Lord, we, there's so many needs that we have that we lay before thee. We pray that each one might acknowledge thee, that we might not trust in our military strength, our, our horses and our chariots. We might not trust in our fire trucks and equipment or medical um, technology, but that we might trust in Thee, as we have read, O Lord of hosts. Thou art the Lord of armies, host of armies. Thou art the God of Thy church, and thou dwellest between cherubims. Thou art God, even thou alone art God, of all the kingdoms of the earth, and thou hast made heaven and earth, and thou hast made us. And Lord, we thank thee and pray also, Lord, not only for our physical safety, but spiritual safety. And, Lord, we would acknowledge 
the heritage that thou hast blessed us with, Lord, that thou hast given us thy word, and thou hast given us to be members of the local congregation here as well. And Lord, we would pray then for our church family, that thou might be with each of us as fellow believers, that we might encourage one another in the faith, that we might edify one another, that we might lift up the hands that hang down and point each other to thee. Lord, we do read of the Israelites when they were stung by the snake, that Moses did lift up that pole, and the Israelites were to lift up the heads of their fellows to point their heads unto that snake on a pole. And so thou dost call us together as well to point each each one of our brothers and sisters unto thee, that we might be revived. And Lord, we even thank thee for the symbol on many of our ambulances and medical devices of that snake on a pole to this day, Lord, that does testify of thy grace and thy healing powers and to look unto thee. We thank thee for the godly heritage we yet see signs of in this country, and we would worship thee. Lord, we then pray for also the consistory, elders and deacons, and pastor, Lord, as thou dost call us to shepherd this flock, to look over their safety spiritually, that there might be peace. Lord, may there be peace amongst us. We thank thee for the peace that thou hast given. Lord, may we never take that for granted. We thank thee, though, for the love and fellowship that thou hast so blessed us with. And Lord, we pray that thou might be with the deacons as they look over the needs of the congregation. And Lord, also the, the elders as we try to lead also spiritually and um, take care of the needs, Lord. And wilt thou give wisdom, give humility, all the same things, Lord. We need faith, we need perseverance, we need sincerity, we need humility, we need wisdom, we need thy grace, we need thy fatherly care. And Lord, we to lay before thee, especially then, Lord, our pastor, we thank thee, Lord, for the years, I believe 13 years now, that he has been able to look after our safety and our peace, and we praise thee for it. Lord, we thank Thee for Thy grace and providing, Lord, when we were in need of an under-shepherd, Lord, Thou hast brought Johnny to our midst, and we thank Thee for the blessing that we have all had under his ministry. 
and we pray and we trust that thou are doing great things. Lord, we have read, O Lord of hosts, the God of thy church, that dwells between the cherubims, thou art God, even alone, and thou art doing great things. And we might not always understand, but Lord, give us faith and give us humility, give us perseverance, give us sincerity, give us wisdom as we move forward. Lord, be with Johnny as he moves forward. There's so many things that need to be worked out. We're sure, Lord, and be with him and his family and make all things smooth, cast up a highway before them, make it smooth and wide, and thy blessing rest upon them. And remember us as a congregation, guide us and lead us. Lord, as a flock that needs a shepherd. And Lord, the the devil would come and tempt us to think we will scatter without a shepherd. But Lord, may our faith be unto thee. May we look unto thee, our Father, who art in heaven. And Lord, wilt thou provide, guide, and direct. We thank thee for the uh, guidance that thou hast given already. Lord, we thank thee for the internship, Lord, that is, Lord, being worked out, Lord, we would not even have um, thought about this on our own, but thou hast, Lord, directed this already, and we thank thee for thy guidance, and we trust, and we would be encouraged that thou art the leading. Lord, work all things out well, and remember us in, in thy grace. We thank thee that thou art our shepherd and that thou art our father. And thou hast promised that all those that put their trust in thee shall never be put to shame. We pray all these things in thy great name. Our great God, the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, the God of David, the God of Hezekiah, but also the God of Peter and Paul. Lord, thou art our God. Thou art the one that we come to, Lord. And Lord, even as we bring the world, the needs of our world around us before thee, Lord, we are struck that thou art the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Lord, thou art the God of presidents. Lord, there is nothing that, is, that misses thy searching eye, Lord. Thou hast created the world, and all the kingdoms of the world are as a drop in the bucket unto thee. And so, Lord, we bring, even as we have a national prayer day, we live in the context of a world, Lord, and we can't help but bring the needs of a world that is so broken, so needy before thee, Lord. Lord, we... Th- we particularly pray for the spread of the gospel, Lord, that the glorious kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, would spread even as the waters cover the sea, Lord, Lord, that thy gospel would go forth with might and power, even as our brothers have prayed that we would have a great revival in this land, 
but it would, that it would not be contained to this land, but that it would spread all around the world, Lord. We thank thee for thy work in places like China and, and, and also even in India and in South America, Central America, Lord. We hear of many coming to the Lord. We hear of churches being planted and the need for reformed pastors and that speak other languages, Lord. We pray the harvest is so ready, Lord. Send many laborers. Raise up men, even from among us, Lord, to preach the good news of Christ our Savior around the world, Lord. And Lord, we do lift up situations like the Ukraine war. We pray, please, bring it to an end, Lord. There has been so much bloodshed, so much hatred, so much strife. Please, Lord, end this war and grant that there would be a peace that is lasting and that even the kingdom of Christ would flourish in Russia and Ukraine and and beyond. Lord, be with China with so much repression and oppression becoming stronger and stronger and even persecution of thy people, Lord. We pray, Lord, grant that there would be a, a, a loosening and that the leaders in China would be converted instead of thinking themselves to be gods. Lord, that thou, thy name would be exalted. And Lord, that thou would ease tensions even with our own nation, Lord. Keep us from military conflict. And Lord, we pray for the continent of Africa where the needs are so great. Oh Lord, there are so many souls who are so confused with syncretism and serving other gods and so much poverty, Lord, so much starvation, so much disease. Oh, Lord, have mercy on this continent and grant that even those that we know and love in Africa, would, that their ministries would flourish, that Macanio College would raise, send many, or the, the Reformation Study Center would train many provide much materials for, for pastors, Lord, that that would graciously bless the, the work of Word and Deed and other organizations as well. Lord, we also pray for India, where the population seems set to become the largest in the world, if that is spare the world. Lord, grant that Hinduism uh, would decline, that that many would come to Christ. We pray for Islam, Lord, that is that the whole worship of Islam would be turned on its head, Lord. And we hear reports of a number of conversions from, from Muslims to being Christians, Lord. We pray that that would multiply exponentially, Lord, and that would overturn the religion of Islam and that that would grant that... that truth of who Christ is, not just a good prophet, a good man, but that he is the Son of God and the Savior of the world, or that, that those who follow Islam would turn to Christ. Lord, we, there are billions of souls in this world, Lord, who do not know their spiritual right hand from their left. Oh, Father, have mercy and use thy people, Lord, to be lights in this world, to spread the good news of the gospel. Lord, we also pray that thou would have mercy on us, even as there seems to be this incredible rise of false and misinformation 
through the internet, Lord, spreading lies and deceit and falsehood and mistrust. Lord, please have mercy upon us. Lord, we invent things and then we do not know how to control them, Lord. Have mercy on us as we see many much technology that can be used for such good. The internet can spread the gospel, Lord, and but yet it can also be used to spread lies and hatred. Oh, Father, you cause a great revival, Father, that the internet would not be used for immorality around the world. Lord, use us as a nation that we once were uh, to be a light, a beacon of hope, a beacon of light, a beacon of Christianity in the world. Lord, turn us back to thee as a nation, that we would be a light unto the, unto the nations around us. And Lord, give us humility as a nation, as others, it seems, are surpassing us in godliness in some cases, Lord. May we not be, be proudful, prideful, but rather be humble, Lord, and be ready to learn from other nations if they follow thee first. Lord, graciously be with, be with us as a world and be with us as a nation. We thank thee, Lord, for this hour of prayer. We thank thee, Lord, that thou art a God who hears prayers and answers prayers. Thou art the one who delights when we come to thee in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And Lord, we ask that thou would forgive our sins in our prayers, where we so often do not have the faith that we ought to, Lord. We, we come as the paralytic, Lord. We believe. Help thou our unbelief. And so graciously hear the prayers that have been brought unto thee this night. Graciously forgive our sins and bring us all to our homes in safety once again. We thank thee for, for the sermon that we have heard, Lord. What a, a marvelous picture of prayer. Lord, where thou didst take out the army of Sennacherib, 185,000 soldiers dead instantly because of thy might and power, Lord. Thou art the, the same God who can change the world and who can spread the gospel and save souls and give revival. Please do so, Father. And we pray this all in the name of Jesus, our Lord. Amen.